0: From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. A federal judge will not force Georgia to switch to paper-based voting for local elections this fall, but ruled the state must get rid of the screen voting system it's now using by 2020. U.S. District Judge Amy Totenberg issued her 153-page decision last week, the latest development in a years-long lawsuit challenging the way we vote, and it could reverberate far beyond our state. GBB political reporter Stephen Fowler. He's here to help us figure out what the ruling means for elections now and in the future. Hello. Good morning. First, let's review what is in this lawsuit and what was this particular motion trying to do.
1: So, Virginia, this lawsuit was filed back in 2017 and it has to do with the state's voting system. And the plaintiffs in this lawsuit say that Georgia's voting system is insecure, it's out of date, it's flawed. And the latest motion for a preliminary injunction that was decided on tried to get them to stop using. this machine in the fall's elections and switch to hand-marked paper ballots instead.
0: So Judge Totenberg partially denied the motion, but partially granted it. What did she deny?
1: So it's that piece this fall. There's about 300 or so local, city, and county elections happening across the state from, you know, starting in September all the way through November. And those will not be using hand-marked paper ballots like these plaintiffs wanted to. Instead, they will be using the DREs. So
0: as for what she did grant, Judge Totenberg mandated some changes that have to be implemented in the next year or so. For one, our current touchscreen machines have to be discontinued after election 2019. These are called direct recording electronic systems or DRE machines. What do they look like?
1: So they're touchscreens. You cast your ballot by touching your selections. At the end, a review of your selections pops up and you hit cast vote. It stores it on a memory card, which is then popped out and, um, you know, counted that way. All right. So that's not what's going to be used in the future because Judge Totenberg said that it's a really, really out-of-date system and that we will be using a paper based system in 2020 regardless of what that specifically looks like.
0: So despite that 2019, we're going to continue as on course. Did the judge say anything different must happen this election?
1: Well, there are a few things. Um, Georgia is moving to a new $107 million ballot marking device system that uh, they're hoping to have ready by March 24th, 2020. The judge says if that doesn't work, the backup has to be hand marked paper ballots. There's a piece of paper with all of the races and all of the candidates that you bubble in what you want, and then it's scanned in that way. So the judge says some cities and counties have to pilot that system this fall to be on standby in case the new system doesn't work. And also, there were problems noted in this lawsuit and in these hearings about Georgia's election management system, which is the database that kind of populates everything, as well as the voter registration system. So every precinct that has an election this fall... And in the future, we'll have a paper copy of the poll book that you go to use to check in to say, hi, I'm Virginia Prescott, I'm in this precinct, here's my driver's license number. There's a paper copy backup in case there's something wrong with the computers or iPads or things that they use to digitally check you in.
0: But as for now, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger responded to the ruling last week with a press release saying he was, quote, pleased the court endorsed the policy decisions of the state's elected officials to move to a new paper ballot voting system in time for the 2020 elections while not disrupting the 2019 elections. So what is the state's position now that the judge has ruled after all, March 24th's primary date is not too far away?
1: So Secretary of State Raffensperger said that the state is moving full steam ahead with these new ballot marking devices. They have a touchscreen like our current system, but then it prints out a piece of paper with the summary of your votes, all of the races and candidates you picked with the QR code in the top corner. And then that is scanned into a scanner at your voting precinct and then it's stored from there. And so a few of those counties will have things this fall as a pilot system, and everyone should have it, if all goes according to schedule, for next March's presidential primary.
0: Now you talked to Marilyn Marks, one of the plaintiffs, executive director of the Nonprofit Coalition for Good Governance.
1: Each county should choose on their own to go ahead and use their Diebold system and use hand-marked paper ballots, not the DREs, just as we have been promoting for the last
0: year and a half. So what does she say the counties can and should use paper this fall anyway?
1: So there's a part of the state election code that says, you know, local elections officials, if they have concerns about the system or whatever, that they can use or choose to use hand-marked paper ballot systems. There are things in place we use paper ballots hand marked paper ballots those are called absentee ballots and provisional ballots and so maryland marks and uh, some of the other people in this lawsuit say the counties have the capabilities the judge said these are old and out of date and not secure so the counties should just use paper anyways the interesting thing is local elections aren't guided by the same like statewide rules so if you have you know you know the tiny city in georgia has its own election so a lot of those already conduct them on hand marked paper ballots. Some of them even use the old lever machines, mm-hmm. the big refrigerator sized machines. So, Marilyn Mark says, why not everyone use paper?
0: So, several voting rights groups have also issued statements calling this decision a victory over election for election integrity across the country. And these groups say the decision could influence cases and efforts in other states what is going on here
1: so right now at this very moment Georgia is one of five states that does not have a paper-based backup for how it votes or a paper-based system that has your ballot so the argument here is here you have a federal judge saying touch screen direct recording electronic voting machines are not safe and not secure and and infringe upon people's constitutional right to vote. So the language in her ruling, and it's 153 pages, I mean, the the chapter headings in her rulings read like a greatest hits of everything wrong with these voting machines. Uh, she even quotes Yogi Berra saying that, you know, the, it's going to be like deja vu all over again if the state doesn't get its act together. The argument in this case is that this judge's ruling on this particular issue while not moving to paper ballots this fall, could lay the groundwork for other states and other people to challenge these touchscreen, electronic-only machines.
0: Over the weekend, you reported on a new amended complaint that has been filed in the case, this time dealing with the new $107 million system the state is rolling out in the next couple of months. One of the plaintiffs alleges that the ballot marking devices are just as unconstitutional as the DREs. So can you walk us quickly through the new system and why they're being challenged
1: so the new system does have technology in it there's a touch screen that you cast your vote on then it prints out a summary uh the computer part of it the 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 touch screen part of it the plaintiffs say that it's still just as susceptible to hacking and as insecure as the other machines, and then it prints out that piece of paper with your summary, and the summary is just the words of who you voted for and what the races are, which is then scanned in a QR code. Their argument, I can't read a QR code, you can't read a QR code, they say that it violates the voters' ability to like check their ballots and see who they uh, voted for. And so this will be the next leg of uh, challenges to how we vote, and we'll We'll see what Judge Totenberg has to say about that.
0: So even if both sides are declaring victory on some level, this is going to continue. Finally, this week, former gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams made her own voting announcement. Heading into the 2020 election cycle, we cannot be successful as Democrats if we allow our democracy to lie in disrepair. We must proactively protect every vote starting right now. So I'm excited to announce the launch of Fair Fight 2020. Well, that was actually last week. I stand corrected. What is Fair Fight 2020? And how does this play into ongoing questions about election integrity?
1: Well, so quickly, Fair Fight 2020 is Stacey Abrams not running for office and using what she learned about voter suppression and trying to protect the vote and working with Democratic parties in other states that have other issues to craft solutions to make sure that everyone has the right to vote and everyone has that same access that she says was not present in her election in Georgia last year.
0: GPP political reporter Stephen Fowler. Just a note today: a nice nod for a friend of the show. Acapella Books Day has been declared by the Atlanta City Council, honoring the independent bookstore on its 30th anniversary. You can hear owner Frank Reese on our summer book show. Yay for indie bookstores!